Need more salt. Hello and welcome to the Super Salty Podcast with me, Neil Estorari, and my co-host. Hey everyone, it's Max Wallace from Super Salty Podcast. Glad to be back in the saddle once again, man. How are you doing, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I have been playing The Last of Us most of this week. I've been streaming. I'd like to talk about streaming first. So, I don't usually stream, but um, I You've been killing it. It's hard to do consistently, and you've been doing it. Yeah. Congrats on that. I wanted to get it done in a week, so I've played the entire game, and I did like a six-hour stream, and then the next five streams, I think, were four hours each. So I finished the game in 24 hours, as in not one whole 24-hour day, but my playtime on that game spread over for a week was 24 hours. And people came. That's good. That was nice. And I was streaming on YouTube. Um, I I also multi-streamed to Twitch. And I kind of just want to talk about streaming and the streaming world. What the hell is happening there? So, when streaming starts... A lot happening at once. A lot happening at once. Yeah. It's an interesting, like, week or two for Twitch. It's definitely... And streaming in general. Well, Mixer came into the scene. And Mixer was like, hey, Ninja, we'll give you literally millions of dollars. Starters will give you... I think it was, like... 50 up front, 50 million up front, and 30 for every year that he streams on their platform. So he had like a starting and then a yearly, which is an absurdly high number. And then Shroud also got a, a deal that's probably smaller, but still in like the millions. I want to say it was $10 million still. Ninja was like oh. 30 million, Shroud was like 10 million. It was like okay. a shitload. And I, I barely mean, know who Shroud is, and this dude's pulling $10 million from Microsoft. That's insane. That's insane. So Mixer, like you just said, was um, created by Microsoft because Microsoft wanted to enter the streaming like world. And I think it's because a lot of these companies, and even a lot of, of us creators, know that the watch time, watch time is king. And the watch time for streams is far superior to the watch time of videos because it's easier to produce you don't have to do anything extra once you record it. And then the platform, such as YouTube, just saves that stream. So I actually am... Um, it's not my YouTube thing to do gameplays, but I streamed The Last of Us and I unlisted those videos. So you can't see them with my re- the rest of my videos. But you can see them on a public playlist if you really wanted to. And like my subscribers, some of them did come just to watch a bit, the stream, which I found strange. I wasn't sure about it because... um. Well, when you watch Ninja or Shroud, they're playing a multiplayer game, which you can hop in and hop out whenever you want. But The Last of Us is a story, so you're not going to want to just join in on part five when you haven't seen the first four parts. However, people did come, because there's there's a space where people care enough about what the game you're playing, but they don't care so much that they're ever going to buy it themselves. (laughs) So that's why they come. I've been in that boat before, and um, and also another angle for a viewer is, I'm thinking about getting this game, I don't know what it's like to play it, because I keep finding these awful playthrough videos with these annoying people talking, and all the trailers for the game are cinematics with no v- gameplay. Like, Twitch is the ultimate way to check what a game is like, because you'll come in at essentially a random spot, 
and see a you know your average person playing it like the, i've i check out new games that way so i think streaming has like its own you know has a, a lot of extra angles that youtube might not it's an interesting world and um i'm into it it's cool so with like the, the streaming scene um this world emerged and it was very much the king of watch time and youtube made a streaming platform i think it was actually originally called youtube gaming but now basically you could do a youtube stream whatever twitch was always that to begin with um mixer came into the scene because they realized that they need to get in on this game and really as of um very recently it was shown that like basically every streaming platform youtube twitch uh, and even Facebook gaming had grown massively over the year, but Mixer had grown like 0.2% when the others had grown like near 100%. <laughs> and then like during the Black Lives Matter stuff, one employee of Mixer was like, a black dude said he has had a very uncomfortable experience there. And some of the analogies that they've been throwing around in the workplace, which I can pretty much believe because I sort of worked in some Microsoft technologies is like sort of like racist slave trader analogies and then basically that came out one day and everyone was like what the hell kind of analogy is that to compare streamers as slaves and mixer as the slave trader and then the next day it was announced that mixer had closed down shop overnight and no one knew about it and then all of a sudden it was a tweet so Ninja didn't know, Shroud didn't know, employees didn't know, people who watch Mixer streams didn't know, no one knew about it, there was just a tweet. And then everyone was like, Mixer is closed? <laughs> it just started. How, well, when was, when did Mixer start? Uh, I don't it's know. Just, I recently. feel like it's been like a few months. I, oh, it must have been close to the end of last year they bought Ninja. They paid Ninja, they paid, they were like, Ninja, have 50 million. And every year you stream on here, you get another 30 million. <laughs> and the question, it was up in the air as to what happens to Ninja and Shroud. And they were pretty much just told, take your money, we don't care, go somewhere else. And what they had done is they sold the Mixer technology. Well, I say the Mixer technology, the Microsoft technology for streaming to Facebook Gaming. So Mixer has just become Facebook Gaming. You got anything about that? Uh, well, I got to say that... Um toast from offline tv was right when he decided to go to facebook gaming so wow. yeah, he was uh he, he was ahead of, he was ahead of uh yeah <laughs> well a lot of the, the streamers of the curve were ahead of the curve a lot of streamers were were like put forth the ultimatum you can either go back to twitch or you can join facebook gaming most of them went back to twitch so that's crazy yeah. news altogether that like a big competitor to twitch or like the most the biggest potential competitor to twitch just disappeared overnight it's crazy it's just crazy i feel like they were they just didn't um i don't think they pulled the right people over i think ninja is like too obvious of a choice to bring over but i also think he is intrinsically tied to fortnite and fortnite is just it's it's alive because of young kids and i don't think 
I don't know. I feel like the age range for people who watch streams is a little a little higher than the age range of people that play Fortnite. I'm not basing that on any data that I have pulled. I mean, it just I don't know. It's just, I don't I don't feel like they are the same crowd. I feel like they could have been a little more strategic with their picks. Like no there was no one on Mixer that I wanted to go see. And I feel like I'm in a prime we are in a prime category of like Twitch watchers. 20-year-old men hmm. in their 20s rather i mean what what's there for me like i, I think i think they should have done something better like they should have been like instead of giving this one person 50 million how about we give like 25 people who are really popular 2 million each yeah and then yeah. tell them that they can earn in the hundreds of thousands per year and there's a lot of people who are like we've talked about this before there's such a thing on the internet as being like too famous to get a job like starbucks or like in a shop but you're not famous enough that you're earning money there's a, a vast community of people out there youtubers especially that are too famous to get a job in a shopping center because it would cause problems but they're not famous enough that they're like being able to pay like what living costs Apart from right. like, and a lot of these people like live in a house together and they split the rent and stuff and they're all like in it together. If you just got like a household of like five streamers or something, you're like, you guys work for us now <laughs> and you'll each get like two million each. That will just be like done. Uh, the other, I, the idea that like a streamer is worth so much is crazy to me and like. Mixer started, I think Mixer started the trend that they were like, we're going to pay you hundreds of millions. No. Well, tens of millions, right? A big number. Yes. And then, yeah, yeah, tens. And then now PewDiePie, which I haven't asked about it at all, so don't message me and ask me if I know things. Um, he's now effectively paid by YouTube to stick to YouTube streaming when he was with DLive, and then he was with a different one. Now he's with um, YouTube, so he's been YouTube streaming uh, The Last of Us 2. And that that's crazy, because like, now a company is paying the streamer to stay on the platform rather than jump ship for money. And now Twitch has also started doing that to their streamers. One of which is Dr. Disrespect. And you know some things about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, last I read... The situation's pretty up in the air. He was he was banned. Prob looks like it's perma ban, which is like pretty wild because he's like huge. He's he's been huge for a while. He's like a staple in in the Twitch world. And um, he at the time when he released his first statement, maybe his only statement. Again, I haven't really read up on it since maybe like this morning when I woke up and got recommended some news article from Google News. Uh, he didn't know why he was banned he didn't know that's weird to to i mean like you know that petty shit happens on youtube to people our size all the time just get your whole channel deleted for no reason you never all find out why my my best friend john his <laughs> his his youtube channel that he's had like for 10 years got deleted one day the entirety of it and he never found out why and could never get it back but but for that to happen to someone that huge 
And for them to not know why. I feel like it's... I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. There's like a continuous theme of like really big things with very little explanation just get announced one day and it's like life-changing for many people or even one person just like the mixing news and then the twitch news and we've talked about twitch before i think that um they were in such a unique position as a platform to take on youtube and they haven't they basically own streaming in a way but um they're not willing to take the move onto video and i think ethan from h3 talked about this where he asked them like why are you not making a move to video and they were like we're not even haven't even considered it and ethan was like what the hell do you mean you haven't considered it like it's the it's the next viable step into becoming the next big thing and no one there had anything to say about it and i think it's ethan especially from h3 had said that like the management at twitch is it they don't they don't know what they do and if you remember the h3 podcast used to actually be streamed on twitch live and they stopped yep. doing that because it didn't they they couldn't see how it helped them and things with like twitch were very hard to communicate and also like when ninja left twitch I remember now. I remember why they were talking about this. When Ninja left Twitch, and there was no contract for Ninja to stay on Twitch, um, left Twitch for Mixer, Twitch did something to his Twitch page, and basically his Twitch page just became somewhere where like you could see other streams, like a page of other streams, and he didn't say what? that they could do this. Yeah, do you know what this? And when Ninja left Twitch, they did some weird petty shit. That made no sense because he didn't have a contract with them, and they turned. They, his... u- they used his re- they used his dead page, maybe non-existent page, as a redirect to uh, their not, other streamers. Not even a redirect, like a page where you could just see other streams, like a browse page. <laughs> that's not very that that's ethically questionable. Yeah, and the that's weird. Exactly. I don't like that. And, um. Now Twitch is in the news again. That like they have when you whenever you're gonna make a platform, your platform grows. Like Vine did, like TikTok did is, like um Twitch is. Whenever it gets to like near the YouTube sort of stratosphere of growth, you end up enforcing rules, right? And they're the same rules, effectively. Or they're similar versions of rules and with YouTube, at least it's kind of across the board, and we can like talk to each other about things that happen. For instance, a lot of my Last of Us two streams got um, uh, not copyright claimed, but because the melody of a song is in the game, the mu- the company that owns that music will take revenue from it when I haven't even monetized them. Um, like I can talk to other people about that, but on Twitch, um. It seems like the rules are not enforced equally. And especially if you're like a very popular female streamer, they won't go after you because the sex appeal gets watch time. But if you're um, just a dude, they will have their way with you. At least that's what it looks like on the surface. I don't want to sound like a meninist. Yeah. 
You know, that's really like dangerous for me to be like this, but not that. However, there are female streamers that have broken the rules numerous times. Like one in particular comes to mind, but I don't want to name drop. I don't think it's hard to guess. Like really broken the rules, like gone way too far. And then like Dr. Disrespect has been disciplined numerous times for accidents. In fact, if you are streaming and you pull up a web search that not safe for work and it's an accident like a pure accident and like it's obvious that it's an accident you can get like punished then and there but streamers that female streamers that have one female streamer in particular i shouldn't blank a statement with female streamers um sure sure who has power with twitch and appears to be able to just say like you're gonna let me get away with this or take down this channel because take down this stream because they did something i didn't like like that's dangerous and it kind of reminds me of vine because vine was free lay ponds <laughs> <laughs> well not exactly but kind of because vine was you didn't get paid via vine just like you don't get you don't really get paid via tiktok you can get sponsors and you can do brand deals but like um there's no vine and tiktok don't pay creators or vine didn't until they did and then they went under because the creators demanded money in exchange for staying on the platform and now we're seeing this and vine just wouldn't put ads in between the vines like they should have been doing (laughs) is that your opinion (laughs) they i think i think vine should have monetized they just didn't yeah, like, you're, maybe on, you're right. It's fine. Just TikTok, TikTok monetizes. Like when you open the app and you go see a page, no, you just open the app. You usually get an ad then and there, and then like you may get like ten TikToks and then there. I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok because um, the dancers and the young ages of women, and I'm like any, I just scroll up, and the FBI is at my door, and I'm scared of it. <laughs> That's my. It's take. weird. It's weird. I will say um, the way, I guess, you know, the blanket statement, the algorithm uh, at TikTok, I think it's improving. For me, mm. I've used it enough and followed enough people um, that are within my taste that when I go to the For You page, almost all of it is like, it's like fine. It's pretty rare when I get something weird like that. Um, now, it's like very rare. You know, once once an hour or something, I'll see someone and be like, wow, this is... For a fourteen-year-old to enjoy, not me. Bro, for someone to be like, if yes. I was a teenager on TikTok, I'd murder. I just, I just kill. I would just be killing it, honestly. But like, because I'm an adult and I'm halfway through my twenties and I have bills to pay and stuff, um, I'm not really there with like just coming up with an idea. Also, like everyone on TikTok is relatively young. And there's, like, a small community of people who are slightly older. But um, it kind of feels like older people don't belong. And in a way, that's okay, because I'm a millennial. And it's definitely a Gen Z app. And for the Gen Zs to figure out, like, their wholesome place. Like, the Gen Zs have it so much more open than we ever did. And, like, they can freely communicate really personal things with each other without the fear of society stamping them down like millennials couldn't 
I'm going to cut to Max. This is true. This is true. (laughs) And I think it's interesting that, uh, oh, there we are. There I am. Um, Things are are more permanent now in terms of what you put up on the internet. I mean, this is a conversation that people have had a million times, but I think about it all the time. Like, there's basically nothing from when I was 13, 14, 15 on the internet now. Like, nothing. Nothing. My uh, my Zanga, my Live Journal, my MySpace, gone. They are no more. <laughs> I deleted them ten years ago, and you can just do that. They're just gone. But like, man, uh, people, like normal people, know how to archive and like repost things mm-hmm. and like screen capture things and save things now. Like I don't, I'm like I was able to just put those things in the path past pathed leave them as a memory, move on, become a new person. These these Gen Z people, I feel bad for them. They're going to be like 25. And a super cringe TikTok from when they're 15 might go viral. And like it's just around. <laughs> it's just and everyone will know. You're doing, doing your like little dance and you're like 25. Like, oh, Christ. What you like? Um, I don't have to do with that because of the timing of when I was born. And I see. So I I, wor- I worry for 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 younger people that well, like, might I, have that to deal with. I um I watched William Osman, who is actually very intellectual, even though he's such a joker in his video. He obviously he's very smart because he engineers all sorts of weird crap. He's um love him. Wi- he's great. He's great, and um. I watched him talk about TikTok and how basically it's an app, Instagram too. And other places, I assume. Basically, for young women, it communicates that um, you're going to wear a bikini and dance. Or you're not going to get views. And that's the way it is. You're going to wear a bikini and dance, even though you're very young. Like, probably too young to be doing it, or making sexually suggestive content on the internet. And yeah, that's how, what you're going to do, and you're going to get views. And when you don't do it, you'll see that you don't get views. And when you, sure enough, if you find a video on TikTok where it's a young woman dancing in a bikini and shaking and jiggling things, um, open up their profile and go to the videos that they didn't do that and just see, like, the difference in, like, reinforcement, in views and likes. It's gigantic. It's absolutely gigantic. Um, Not to say that if you're an adult and you want to do that, that's fine. That's absolutely fine if that's your adult choice. Um, but these younger women are impressionable. It's also like kind of toxic on like males and um, to expect things from women in that regard. I haven't yeah, got anything it's pretty else. Weird. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, I feel like you can, I don't know, the app is, is a little, it's a little narrow, um, What's the term? It's very narrowly focused. YouTube has like everything uh, in terms of like um, content. I mean, you can kind of get almost anything you want there in any any form, any length. TikTok is just in this weird stage where you you have to be either funny, informational, which even those are like pretty rare, mm-hmm. and they suck a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like those like analysis videos that are like a minute long of like things. Or sexy, which is awful because children. So that's it. That's it. So if you're 
you just yeah i mean like you said you you don't get any views you do one of the three and you feel obliged you feel like you have to do whatever it is that um got you a little bump in views it you get hooked by a dopamine hit like anything that you get addicted to in life and uh have trouble not doing and before you know it and so people f- you're fall dancing into a for hole china. It you're just dancing for china you're dancing for uh prime that's president. its own problem yeah you're just giving your <laughs> it's, it's, it's chinese owned not, um, not a good time to be using chinese owned apps i want to move on to the last of us um i've finished the game but you haven't so we're not going to do like a big review we might right. leave that for next week if you can finish it by next week max but um mm, no if <laughs> god damn it full-time but, job full-time job it's true it's true also you just have <laughs> some sort of like attention deficit where like you play something this for two is hours true and you're like i'm out because <laughs> i also got skater xl and i also for some reason started playing runescape a little bit what's that <laughs> why, what's that? why is that happening now <laughs> you know it's fine um play just play a bit more and i guess next week we'll do like a full you're not very far in the game at all i say i say you're like no 24 percent. you're 20 percent in and um it takes quite a while to get it takes quite a while it takes quite a while i'd say like the um, sure the beginning is fast for the first two hours something happens and then like the next five hours kind of feel like they drag and we could talk a little bit about it like i feel in the first half of the game there are not very many different enemies introduced and like there are people and like a couple different factions yeah but like they're still human and there is dogs and to combat dogs is awful and that's my opinion i also feel like it's cheap on the shock factor shock i don't know what you call it just the thing to do to shock players a little is that they have to fight dogs and i'm like that kind of sucks it I f- it feels cheap yeah uh do you have any initial yeah. thoughts on the game well i i think it's um it's appealing to a lot of my video game sensibilities things i like to do in games i it's just a fact about me that when I'm playing a game, I like to walk up to stuff and collect parts and ammo and tr- tr- collectible trading cards and games and like read notes. Love that shit. I love it. So if you're, I feel like if you're a person who does likes that, it's just satisfying to do. You get a little sound effect of dropping a handful of screws into a bucket kind of thing when you pick them up. Uh, and you get to upgrade your gun because of it later and like that's just such um a core part of the game in terms of like what it feels like to play it uh i love it like that's keeping me in i just love it i love like walking around and picking stuff up story obviously is like i i i i am sort of my philosophy on story writing um is i i don't think i don't like the idea that like things have to be sacred like it's art mm. I, I i think to subvert people's expectations you kind of have to adopt a nothing is sacred um sensible sensibility with things i mean it it depends on on the art form and what it is and etc cetera, etc cetera, but i i have no real qualms with the story thus far even though a big thing happened um 
I'm like, I'm, I'm sticking around to see what's up. I'm in it. So yeah, if you're gonna make a big move, make it worth it. But do do big moves, sure. Yeah, I would definitely say it's not a game that plays it safe. It does some things that a lot of people wouldn't expect, and um, a lot of people are mad about it. Can I just say that, like, a lot of the people who play video games are men. And when did men get so fucking weak? Like, an upsetting thing (laughs) happens in the game, and apparently anyone who's fighting for social causes is a snowflake. But God help me, if you hurt my favorite... Oh, I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it. It was almost a spoiler. Dude, I, I'm, I'm with you, though. It's so silly. Like, people people quitting because of that first big twist, we'll say. That is so dumb. It's a video game character. I understand. He's a part of the story. There's a other, uh, you know, there's there was, you know, another game before that you have invested. But, like, come on. Hmm. It's a video game. It's a video game. It's fine. Like, just, just enjoy the story. Come on. And I want to, I, I want to express that, like, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you probably know, but I don't want to start talking spoilers because um, I will accidentally spoil the game for Max, <laughs> and um, I know whereabouts he is at that part, Max, which is, by the mm-hmm. way, kind of crap because they introduce a lot of dogs at the same time and the difficulty curve absolutely spikes you barely even have an opportunity to understand the mechanics of the dogs um it is near impossible to figure out where you need to go go there and not start murdering people on the way and i dropped the difficulty on stream by the way it's not something i'm proud of i dropped the difficulty because i was having such a pain in the ass time because like you get near a dog nearish to a dog they can sense you uh, the dogs will follow your scent trail, and then you need to do something about that. Um, if you do enter combat, the likelihood is you'll get caught out when people are all around you. Ellie, when she gets shot, has a big stumble. Like, she freezes. So, and if she gets shot consecutively, my god, is it frustrating because you can't move. And there are. I understand that, like. They're experimenting with the idea that different characters have different properties because they're different people. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that you're going to play as Abby because it happens so early and I think it will happen again. Um, I know it happens again. And I think if you're listening to this, you know it happens again. And I want to say they absolutely do Abby the Dirty and by the time I finished the game, my stream really liked Abby <laughs> and really didn't like Ellie. And that's like a comment on the story. But really, it's a comment on the writing. I really feel that like the game, the writer is trying to make a movie a game. And I understand it to a certain degree. That you're playing as different characters and you're telling a story. But at the same time, I feel that some things were originally supposed to go in different orders. Because some things that are said during the game spoil stuff that 
presents itself as a surprise later. I'm not going to say what. Huh, like, interesting. It's okay. like I'll be on the lookout for that. You and me, like we're paying attention to what characters are saying throughout the entire thing, right? And then later, for a scene to thematically present it like you didn't know, is fucking dumb. Because I listen to the characters and what they're saying. Yeah, that happens a lot. One of my biggest issues with the gameplay, actually, is <clears throat> you have to wait for the game to let you do the thing that you obviously have to do. That's like, this character's going to move this and then crawl into this space. But you think that when the character moves this, you can go into that space. But no, it won't let you. The character has to go in first. Uh, there's like a rope. Sometimes the character has to... You know you have to climb the rope because the rope is there. The character that you're with has to climb the rope first. And then you get to climb the rope. And I mean, like, your NPC characters. Like, uh, there's a whole bunch. Uh, Dina is, like, one of the earliest ones, I think. Um, yep. One of the most annoying things. We've both played Naughty Dog games a lot. Uncharted 1. No, Unch uh, Last of Us 1. Uncharted 4. I've played other Uncharted's. Um... I can't think of any other Uncharted property. Uh, Lost, Leg Lost Legacy. Um, and I can't think there's of any a, other. Say, there's a PSP Vita ones or something. There's I've played like a lot of ones. Like, I know. You're still there, right? My screen just went black. Okay, yeah. we're back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know <laughs> when Naughty Dog is trying to communicate something with me because I can see it in the level design. And there was a point where I knew I was supposed to be able to do something. And it seemed perfectly viable for me to pursue that. But actually what I had to do was the thing that looked like I had to end the area. And then I was supposed to interact with all these things. So it massively miscommunicated. The level design, or the gameplay even, just massively miscommunicated what I was supposed to do. Because when you go for a door, it looks like you're going to leave the space. And you may not be able to come back. And if there are things, especially yellow things yellow ladders, yellow uh, thing, uh, things that you can clearly interact with, you're going to try and pursue that. But I had to go and do something with the door and then had to do the rest. And it was dumb and frustrating because it was clear by the level design that I was going to do things with that, but the game said not yet. And that was annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no one wants to be misled as a reward for paying attention and being aware of their surroundings. That's exactly it, um, That's why I'm yeah, struggling with, yeah. like, verbalizing how it felt. You've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, yeah. You want your, I don't know, in a game you want your efforts to, to be um, leading up to something. Or at the very least, not bite you in the ass later. I think that's a minimum ask. You know, games aren't perfect, but that's that's a big one to me. Uh, the only bigger offense to me in a game is backtracking. Fuck that. Oh. <laughs> I will, like, quit a game forever if, it, if I backtrack too much there in was, the beginning. There was a little bit. There was a very, very small amount. Like, uh, two rooms, three rooms, go in, come out. Yeah, I'll beginning. say I haven't had to do that too much, mm -hmm. like, at all. And if I have, it's been by choice just to gather things or just to make sure to miss anything or, like, I haven't I haven't been lost and forced to do it yet, I don't think. So yeah. There are, that's a good sign. There are a couple puzzles 
and a couple doors. And there are a couple doors and a couple of rooms that, um, and even a couple safes that you need big PP energy to understand how to do it. Mm, uh, a yes. couple of them is once again, like my problem with like the level design. And I say level design, it's really like not the whole level. It's just like this one thing that didn't, wasn't conveyed to me properly. Uh, I don't want to spoil that one, but there's a room and it really looks like you can't, cannot get into it. And if you find that, there's a room that you really struggle. If you type in Last of Us 2, locked door, <laughs> it will be in like the top five. <laughs> and there's like more than one oh, wow. of them. Famous. Yeah. And like, it's just because the game hadn't quite taught you or the choice of environment asset isn't quite what you would expect for that. Um, there are a couple safes where the game starts putting the combination in a completely different part to where the safe is. And it takes it took me a while to realise that the game was, had started doing that. And I was like, I'm just going to look it up. I was even on stream. I was like, I there's no shame. I want the things that are in there and I'm going to take it. I lucked into the first one. I, I lucked into the first one, I think. And, and uh, I, I happened to be drawn to the the clue that had the combination in it naturally and then i saw a safe and then the safe note said it was like in response to that i'm like oh i just saw that i think i remember the number mm. um which i'll i'll say that it was a deliberate mm. design choice and mm. that got me it was the uh, it was the employee of the month one that's a good one if you know what i'm talking about that's a that was a good one i was i was like i think i'd taken a snapchat of it because i thought it was so funny mm. And then it, I just thought it was maybe like a little Easter egg. It ended up being the uh, the, the solution to the puzzle. Yeah. I was pretty pumped. Um, actually, <laughs> that was cool. That I was a nice moment. Problems. So the safes are six yeah. digits. And it was asking for the date of the employee of the month. And in England, Oh, Europe. And oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, even Fuck. what did you just tell me what you put into the safe? Um, the, the numbers in order of, um, uh, no, I'm asking day, how month, did year? I do it? Yeah. Okay. There's or no, sorry. It was month, day, year, month, day, year, because that's how we do it. Here. There are two combinations. Yes. You ready? I, the one I put in yeah. was 07, 2013, because I, I did okay. month and then the year and I was, I was confused as to why that was. Oh, work. I see. So the full four digits of the okay, yeah. I see what you mean. But you're telling me. That oh no, maybe that's what I did. Maybe no, that's did. what I did. I think okay. that's what I did. That's right. I don't think it specified a date. Yeah, but that was dumb because like I know it's an American game, so it would be month, day, then thirteen for the year twenty thirteen. Right. Right. I can't remember like why I knew it was 07, 2013. I just kind of figured it also i couldn't be bothered to work out for like the days and stuff there's one that's like um uh <laughs> you have to work out the year that someone was married based on the uh, like anniversary marked on a calendar <laughs> and i'm like i have to like, oh weird i have to subtract 30 from 2013 and then like my brain was like using all two brain cells and i was like uh <laughs> and uh, I'm not doing mental math for a upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. One guy commented that why are there people? Why are people putting tape 
in um safes safes what who out there is putting sticky tape and duct tape in safes i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah pretty pretty fair point admittedly haven't thought about it until just now i accepted it it's kind of dumb what I, what you know what i don't i don't see duct tape and spare parts inside of a safe i see triangle presses inside of a safe mm. that's what i see mm. so <laughs> i open the safe and smash it triangle just just you know what i'm saying another thing that um i found just kind of frustrating i don't want to spoil it for you but like the fir- like i said the Thank first you. half of the game kind of drags in a way I wouldn't say the first half, sure. maybe the first third. The first third of the game contracts. Okay. The five hours, no, it's more than five hours. I think it's close to like eight hours. The Abbey section, right, is far yeah, more yeah. interesting. It's so much more, even from like a gameplay perspective. They start introducing different enemies and different like gameplay dynamics and... Uh, a, almost like a different mode of gameplay, but it's not so on the nose that you realize, but it is on the nose enough to wonder if they're going to make it DLC. Um, it's really interesting. And the story is actually... <laughs> that part of the story is actually better <laughs> than... Um, well, John got Wick. A, we got an animal yelling over here, sorry. It's okay. That's That's perfectly okay. Might have to close the door. Nah, let him in. It's <laughs> fine, honestly. Um, animals. Yeah, but I, the first me. section with Abby. Oh, sorry. What were you saying about animals? Animals Hello, always welcome boy. on stream. Hello. All right. <laughs> He's here. Yeah, the first section with Abby I thought was pretty fun. Um, and you were sort of running through the snow, uh, going back a different way than the person with your with that you were with, and some crazy shit happens on the way back. I thought that was fun. So good first impression of her. Uh, then the second impression of her was like super traumatizing. <laughs> so I'm waiting, uh, <laughs> waiting on some more fun stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I have some. I have some, like, kind of not really notes, but thoughts on the gameplay, especially in the early. I think the early stuff, like the really early stuff, as in before the stuff, before the thing that happens, we can sort of comment on. Yep. I think yep. for the first, for the whole time, I think for the whole time, you should have played as Joel. And I think sure. it would be much better if you never did play as Abby and that whole story actually played out, but you just played as Joel and then maybe, um, maybe you get to the part that we don't want to talk about just before you play as Ellie and then the part plays out because in this game, you play as Joel riding a horse and playing a guitar. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah i feel like that would have been a better maybe more relevant lead up yeah yeah that's a good point yeah that's fair coulda woulda shoulda coulda woulda shoulda hindsight is twenty twenty, etc etc but hey it is what it is it's out it's on it's on a blu-ray disc 
It's in the cloud. It's on my PlayStation. I so I'm gonna feel the need to say that like, if you yes. hate the game and you haven't reached the credits, you're full of shit. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, come on, just, just finish it. I think we're probably close to the end of the podcast. This has been the Super Sweet Podcast. Hopefully the audio has been much better because I figured out a way to do magic things. Um, Max, do you have anything to say? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, I'm probably going to hop right back on that Last of Us right after this. I'm going to try my very best to not um, fish for shrimp while cutscenes play in RuneScape. Um, but I'm going to have a fun time with it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to power through. And you know what? Based on how long you said the game was, that's less time than it took me to get to the credits of The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. So so I'll do it. <laughs> this is true. I definitely think you can... It's. I make it 24 hours. I make it 24 hours with toilet breaks. I think it took me like um, it took me like 35 to get through Skyrim. Wow. <laughs> it was my first Elder Scrolls game, and uh, I, I spent a decent amount of time clearing out caves to level up to make sure I was powerful enough. But not a whole lot. I wasn't 100%ing the thing, so, you know. I mean, I never have. Just me. Skyrim just never was my thing, honestly. I, um... I sort of prefer... It is kind of vanilla fantasy. I can, like, get why people wouldn't be super excited about it, especially when it came out. Like, there's already so many similar games, but something about it is special to me. It just is. I was uh, big on Fallout 4, is what I was. Yeah. Which is the same... It's both Bethesda, right? Oh, yeah. And I think the same engine. Pretty sure Fallout 4 and Skyrim are run on the same engine. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm just making sure in my mind that I don't mix it up with id, because id publishes. Bethesda publishes id games, like Doom, and the right. other one that yep. I can't think of. I get that mixed up, too. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Bethesda. Yeah. This is the end of the Super Salty Podcast. You know where the socials are. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. We out here. Goodbye. See ya. Eh, needs more salt. 